Do you remember the last time you've taken a selfie? As half of the listeners slowly lower their iPhones? I'm just kidding. Go ahead and click, click, snap it up. Filter, caption, and post. (sighs) That picture should definitely make my ex jealous. So let me ask you something. Would you still post that selfie if you knew it may be the one picture that ends up with your murder? Tonight's victim had to think that way. Knowing her next social post could very well be her last. She played the game. She became social fabulous, amassed millions of followers, went viral, but also looking over her shoulder, playing Russian roulette with a selfie stick. So, the next time you want to WTTP, want to trade photos, you've better be ready to hashtag talk murder to me. Well, hello, you cats and kittens. Oh, that's not how it goes. It's all you cool cats and kittens. Close, John. I appreciate the effort. Yeah. Welcome to self-isolation with me. (laughs) I'll I'll have you guys know that we are in the same room, but our microphones are four to six feet (laughs) apart from each other. That is, (laughs) that is true. Well, there may be like more like three feet. That's, that's fine. That's within the... John and my microphones are like six feet apart. Yours and mine are probably about three feet apart. Yeah. Yeah. But and you yours know what? and John's are like five We've feet We've been apart. inhabiting the same space. You may or may not have exhibited some similar symptoms. And so far, John and I are okay. I want to give a shout out to someone that left me a comment on my blog. Now, he just listened to the Dude I Killed Cassie episode. Mm. And he says, quote, you guys are fantastic and I really love the show I've been following this case here from Canada since 2013, and I really enjoyed listening you guys and your opinions on this case. Thank you. And I think his name was Chris. Sorry, I forgot to put your name in my notes. Thanks, Chris. But, yeah, or perhaps another out, name Thank that John you. did not write down. Um, I have a shout out, too. Yeah. Shannon has been making custom masks for healthcare workers and she has been giving them to the healthcare workers so thank you so much for what you do it's i think that's really cool um and also congratulations on your three years with danny congratulations congrats that video literally made me cry we are also making masks and selling them for three thousand dollars (laughs) each we are not (laughs) what are we drinking tonight nicole well jen we are drinking the all by my selfie. And uh, it is Living the alone. selfie cocktail, but modified slightly based on the ingredients in which we had. And so we have uh, some cranberry deep eddies, um, some lime juice, and some cranberry lime seltzer. And it is delightful. It is. So, well, the, th- the hint tonight was selfie queen. That's why we went with the all by my selfie. Also because of the quarantine and, you know, I've been listening to Celine Dion for like 23, 6. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. This looks delightful. Cheers. Cheers. Chocolate something. Oh, man, I want another one of those. That was like a Yoo-Hoo. Was it? It's not Yoohoo, but I think I need to get a case of these next time I go to the store. This is a frappuccata, a mocha iced coffee with <gasps> rum chata. Pour me another one. This is the all that I've left oh, here. Oh, fuck. Nicole, 
Where are we going and who are we killing tonight? I think we're going to a high school in California, in Southern California, a la like the OC. And a girl dies while taking a selfie. Hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to say while taking a shit. Why would I say that? The hit was selfie. I don't know. Hey, stranger things have happened. I'm sure there's an episode on A Thousand Ways to Die on that. Although, um, actually, I do think that that's happened before when somebody has, like, been so constipated and they've, like, been pushing too hard and it gives them gross. a... I also think that we're going to California. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be a high school student, but I think that someone gets gets killed over a selfie that was taken of them... And sent out, and the person that sent it out gets killed. Okay, so tonight we're going way, way, way out there. Like outer space? Yes, this happens in outer space. Should we call the Space Force? I was going to say Space Jam. Tonight we're doing a story that you're only going to hear on Talk Murder Podcast. So, congratulations to you. You're the lucky winner. You are. I'm going to tell you some facts about the location. Okay. And you're going to guess it right the first time. Yeah? You guys each get one guess. Okay. Do I get to guess first? Yeah, you get to guess first. Wow. This country became independent from the British Indian Empire in 1947. Would you like one more hint? Yes, please. The national sport of this country is field hockey. And they actually won the Olympic gold medal three times, once in 1960, 1968, and 1984. And the Hockey World Cup four times in 1971, 78, 82, and 1994. But cricket is actually the most popular sport. So go ahead, Jen. Guess. I don't think this is right, but it might be India. Nicole, would you like to guess? Please. Go ahead. Our third place geography B winner. I've got, I've got my money on you. Take it home. What is Pakistan? Pakistan. Where is where is Pakistan? All right, Nicole. Woo! I good job, Nicole. Nicole. Thank you. You're gonna miss me when I'm gone. You're so terrible with your double standards. You like to watch me, and then you like to say, "Why don't you just die? Will you be happy when I die?" When I die, there will never be another Candil Baloch. For a hundred years, you will not get another Candil. You're going to miss me. That is a quote from Candil Baloch. She was murdered in Pakistan, which we're about to get to. Now, this story is not known here in America, but it is very widely known everywhere else. There's an underlying theme to this story, which is the reason I picked it. And we're going to get into that later. But I do want to start off by saying a few things. Number one, I'm probably still on some Taliban list somewhere. And they're probably going to be pissed about this, but fuck them. Number two, we are going to Pakistan. So the culture is way different from our culture. And I I know you guys know that, but you're going to like hear some things that are completely sideways from what we believe. So try to keep that in mind. When I was in Afghanistan, I saw a lot of stuff that I was like, wait, should I intervene or whatever? But no, it's their culture. It's completely different. So you got to kind of have an open mind a little bit. Okay. Just that their their cultural norms are different from ours. We're going to Mouton in Pakistan. I'm going to pull up the Google Maps for you guys. I don't even think you know where Pakistan is, do you, Jen? It's in the Middle East. What country does it border that 
has doomed us all with a fucking coronavirus, you assholes. China? Yeah. China. You tell them. <laughs> it borders India and Afghanistan. When I was in my village days in Afghanistan, we would always watch out for snipers that are trained in Pakistan because that's where the, the main hub for Taliban is located. Mm-hmm. And they would come up and shoot us from afar. So we had to watch out for those trained snipers. And Pakistan is, say that, hate to say it that way, but they're kind of known for harboring terrorists that flee from Afghanistan. Yeah, that's where um, bin Laden. Yeah. That's where Bin Laden was hiding out, and a lot of other people were trained there. All right, let's get on with it now. Now you know where we're at, Jen. All right, guys, stay with me because you're going to really like this story. You've never heard it before, but this is a story that needs to be told, and which is the reason I'm going to tell it because there ain't no other podcast that is going to do it. We're going to July 16, 2016. Now, go to TalkingMurder.com because you're going to want to see where this takes place, especially if you've never been over in the Middle East, it's going to be a completely different culture from what you're used to. Okay, do you see this village right here? Oh, it's a so Nubian goat. This is where her family grew up from. I mean, if you look at it, and I've seen plenty of these in my career, but it's all dirt. So, mm-hmm. like, this is her actual room that she grew up in. And you see, I mean, you just, like, walk on dirt. Would you like that, Jen? As long as I'm wearing shoes. I mean, there's, like... That is her room that we're going into now, but is it like a commune instead of having like a single building house kind of like we have? They have different. No, no, no. It's like or they it's grow- a mud brick house. These these house, these homes are made with mud and bricks right. and then they just. It's a one room house. Well, yeah. I mean, if, okay. depending on how much money they have, which yeah. this family did not have any money. OK. She comes from absolute bottom. OK. Like bottom, bottom, you know, like no money in poverty. All this stuff. And the thing about the story, which you're about to find out, is she made something of herself, but she came from absolutely nothing. Okay. So it's not like over here, and I'm not trying to bash anyone over here, but even us, if we want to make something of ourselves, that's great, but we still have a somewhat of a support system to do that. Over there where she lives, number one, you're completely poor. All you do is fetch water all day and feed goats. There's no way you can get out. There's no electricity. There's no Twitter. There's an Instagram. There's no television. There's nothing. You're right. stuck there forever. Plus, if you're a female, you're literally not supposed if you're to do fe- anything else. Which is why this story is so important. Because if you are a female in Pakistan, in that type of environment, you literally have a negative percent chance to make it anywhere. Mm. Because by the time you're 16 or 17, you're sold off into a marriage. And then that guy is most likely going to beat the shit out of you. Yep. And then get you pregnant, and then you're going to be stuck. I'm just going to lay it out right now. Okay. She did make something of herself, but I want this episode to to kind of show people how amazing that was okay. from where she came from. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. Because over there, I mean, I've never been over there, but I can only assume that, that they don't have any of the resources that we have over here. They have nothing, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're literally... It's like you have the song started from the bottom, now we hear, but like literally it's like they're literally yeah, the, walking the on dirt. The bottom of Toronto, Canada is like the top. Our bottom to them would be like making it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know yeah. what I'm saying? 100%. Our bottom is like shallow water. Their bottom is like like 100 feet deep where you can't even see. It's like where the Titanic is. Yeah, where the Titanic <laughs> is. And not only that, but you're chained to the Titanic. Oh my God, that's terrible. <laughs> that's where they found Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. I thought the old lady dropped it into the ocean at the end. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're going to July 16th, 2016. This is actually the mother and father's home where 
Kendil, their daughter, was found dead in her bed in the like guest bedroom hmm. of oh, the house that she is actually paying for for her mother and father. Both of the parents wake up in the morning and the first thing on their mind is to get breakfast and stuff like that. Right. But they both wake up very woozy and drowsy mm-hmm. and can barely, you know, navigate around the home. They don't know this yet, but they've been drugged. Oh. They finally walk into their daughter's room, Candil, and she's lifeless on the bed. <gasps> oh dear. Go talk more.com. I'm showing them a picture of Candil first, and then I'm gonna show them a picture of her body. Not to make light of this situation, but I feel during this quarantine, I wake up confused and woozy every day. I don't hmm. even know what day it is half the time. This is Candil. She was very pretty. She looks like Meghan Markle a little bit. I'd pin her more to be a Kardashian than Meghan mm, Markle. Yeah. You know, that's interesting you said that. This is her on her deathbed right here. This is <gasps> oh, how they found her. Goodness. And they took pictures of her. Poor thing. Right there. She's got a lot of white on her, like white stuff on her face. What do you mean? No, or that's that that's just... her That's her not having any blood flow there. Oh. Like she has been strangled. Oh. You see her face is all blue. <laughs> you know, the blood has pulled up there. You can see it in her face. Like the blood is just sitting there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it pulls up like that. So she was strangled. In her parents' bed. And they got plenty of pictures on that. I'm going to put some pic- yeah, I'm gonna put some lot. of the photos on talkmer.com. This was a murder that the majority of the population was happy that mm-hmm. it happened. Really? Yes. And that's kind of hinting on what I'm trying to get to tonight. But if you want to read this, this is from the book we're reading tonight. The book is called A Woman Like Her. The story behind the honor killing of a social media mm. star mm. by Sanam Mayer. You'll definitely see some things that strike you as way different than our society right here. And and you said earlier, do you notice the word honor? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the first thing that stuck out to me. One of the reasons I wanted to do this story is because this is a type of killing that we've never done before. It's called an honor killing. We don't have these over here. Mm. No. It sounds kind of like an assassination. Well, what do you think it is, Jen? To me, it sounds like, like I just said, kind of like an assassination, but people are rooting for it. Like someone goes out to kill someone that is deemed to be public enemy number one and, you know, they are praised for their actions after. Like in the movie The Interview, if they went to kill um, the North mm. Korean leader oh. in, the, in the plot of that movie, mm. kind of like th- that would be an honor killing for us, but not for... That's a really good guess. Or I, I think it's kind of like someone takes takes it into their own hands to kill that person when they know that it is at risk to them. Like, if they get caught, they might also be punished, but they're, like, willing to do it anyway. Kind of like kamikazes? Um, both of those are really great answers. Well, kamikazes are suicidal. Yeah, but it's also, like, when they were... But, the, yeah, When the yeah. kamikaze pilots yeah. flew into the side it's of the... for their country. Yeah. They, for the values of their country. Yeah. Or yeah, during 9-11... The Indian word they use for honor, even in Pakistan, is is it, I-Z-Z-A-T. Is it? Is it? Both of those are great guesses. But let me explain it like this. Let's say you do something, and, and we don't have these here. This doesn't happen here. But, Jen, let's say you do something, you post something online, or you do whatever. Let's say you tell your family and the whole world, hey, Mom, Dad, I just want to tell you that I love you guys, but... I'm I'm starting a murder podcast with my friends. 
Okay, it's like the worst thing you can do. It's like the lowest level of society you can be in right. is having a murder podcast. Scum of the earth. Right. So yeah. you shame your family. Now, they kill you because they want to bring their name out of dishonor because you ashamed their name. And over in these Middle Eastern countries, the name is what people recognize with whatever values they have. So if you dishonor their name, bring a shame to it, then they kill you. That's an honor killing. I was trying so hard not to sing Mulan right now. But anyway, so you're saying it's a it's not a stranger. It's someone from within the family. not, Not always. Not always. So sometimes it is someone outside of the family. I was going to get to this later, but I'll get to it a little bit now. This is actually an epidemic really, over mm. in Pakistan. And mm. the Pakistani law, at least until 2017, if you commit an honor killing, you will go completely un. <gasps> no, this is this is men. Okay, women don't kill well, of husbands. Of course, right? Because it is one thing I'm trying to, to right, break right. the barrier gotcha. over there. This mm-hmm. woman, women don't kill men. Like that's that's not a thing. But if you kill your wife or whatever, and say it's because she brought, brought shame. shame to you or whatever, and you kill her, and her immediate family forgives you, you walk free completely. There's no trial or anything. It sounds crazy over here, but it's an epidemic over there. Between 2016 and 2018, there have been more than 1,500 honor killings just in Pakistan alone. Wow. Those go completely unpunished. So, but you said only if the family forgives you? Yeah, but usually... So if the family doesn't forgive, then what happens? They get a slap on the wrist. They get... That's a really good question, Jen. They get life imprisonment. Oh, wow. It's basically the standard life imprisonment. If the family forgives you, you walk free. If they do not, you get life imprisonment. But most times, these cases don't even get brought to a court or whatever. Slightly better than Canada, though. It's really hard to explain. I've been to Afghanistan, which practice the same laws. Mm-hmm. And if you're a woman over there, and I say woman because this only applies to you guys. Mm-hmm. You can't see where I'm going with. Yeah. But if you're a woman over there and you get caught looking at another man or talking to another man and your husband finds out and he thinks that you you just brought shame on the family name, he can kill you. He can cut off your legs and throw you into the river. And walk away completely scotch-free. And that's what's happening. It's an epidemic over there. Like I said, 1,500 cases have been reported. Most of them aren't reported. So it may be up to like 5,000. And how many families really say, oh, I have a problem with this? In these little villages... You know, they're not going to go to the cops or whatever. They they don't have electricity. How they, you know what I'm saying? They got to get on a donkey to ride two days to get to the police station. Yeah. Like you think they're going to report it? So it's more like 5,000 probably honor killings within a two-year period, which is, I mean, that's awful. And it's interesting, too, the, just the, the premise of it, like to bring shame upon a family name, because I have this perception that the name means so much more than it does over here like like literally when you think about the the reason for names like the reason names are names people are known by that by their clan is because of something that happened or like oftentimes names would be like clan of smiths they're known for being blacksmiths or like you know it's an occupational thing right yeah not just occupational but like your family history so nicole asked how many of these 
go punished. Basically, how many of the family says they disagree with says it. they disagree or they don't forgive it and whatever. they don't forgive it. That's a really good question. Here's the barrier here that it's going to be. It, this is a really hard story to tell because number one, I'm not an expert, and I'm trying to go off my experience to tell how this is. But you have one thing that separates their justice system from our justice system. You know what that is? Right to a fair trial? No. Oh. Innocent until proven guilty. Nope. It's religion. Mm -hmm. Over there, what Allah says, what the Quran says is the ultimate law. And literal, like black and white. One cleric said, Allah says that, quote, a woman's body is sacred and thus must be covered. Mm. Okay, you understand? Wearing a burqa. Exactly. So they base their laws off of the Quran, and we do not. We're mainly Christianity. Right. But you can't bring that into a courtroom and have it as a good defense. Well, no, because we don't have an official religion as the United States. I know, but over there in Pakistan, you can bring Allah into the courtroom and use his words as a defense. Okay. So when Allah says a woman's body is sacred and must be covered, and yet she's on social media... With a bikini on, there you go. Does that make sense? Was she practicing uh, just a Muslim? Me, yes, she was. Just uh, <laughs> let, let me get on to the story. I tried to bridge you guys a little bit, but it's, it's really hard to do. This is a very hard story for me to do. I can promise you that. So let's go back to July 16, 2016. She's in her parents' home. Both the mother and the father wake up to make breakfast, and they check on their daughter, Kandil, and this is what they say. And this is from the book we're reading. The last thing Azim remembers from the night before was how sleepy he felt when he lay down on his chairpoy on the roof of the house. The cha- Let me interject. The chairpoy is the bed, and I'll, sh- I'll show you the bed in a second. Where he and his wife slept during the summer. I woke up in the morning and my head was spinning, he says. Their son would later confess that he had spiked their glasses of milk with a sedative the night before. Hmm. I was the first to wake up, Anwar Bibi says. That's the mother. I felt like my body was numb. I couldn't see very clearly. I held my hand against the wall for support and tried to go downstairs. I remember sitting on the stairs every few steps because I could not stand. The sun was out by this time and it was quite hot. I was sweating a lot and I thought I might be feeling unwell because I had been lying in the sun for too long. I washed my face. I didn't feel like I could cook breakfast. So when the servant who worked at our house arrived, I gave her some money and told her to buy some food from the market. I called out to Kendil. I said her breakfast was ready. I called her three or four times, but there was no answer. I opened the door to her room and saw her lying there on the charpoy. She was 26 at the time when she was murdered in the house. Now, who who murdered her? It sounds like the brother. The brother. The brother actually goes to the home. Now, he's not there during the night. There's four people that were ultimately tried. Well, there were four people that... Were involved? Were involved. Two of them were actually tried for this murder. But he goes in there and he puts sedatives in the mother, father, and Kendil's, his sister's drink. So d- does- And they basically are knocked out. So he drugs his family. And then when Kandil goes to sleep, he goes in there and basically two hands around the neck and asphyxiates her. So I have a question. Does he have his own family is he on his own since he's not you say you mentioned he yet? is on his own yeah okay. but candil is the breadwinner okay and 
this is in the new home that she is renting for both her mother and her father. Because as you're about to see, she's very successful. Right. So when she dies, there goes the home. Right. Now they're living in abject poverty once again. But does her today. does her earnings, do they not affect her her brother since he is on his own? Like since she's supplying money for her parents, since he has his own family to... I'm sure he she gives him money. Okay. Yeah. Did her parents object to her behavior or were they just like, I mean, hey, it's we're living um, this life. Yeah, they did not. And they actually wished death upon the son. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Mm. But let's let's get into I mean, what did she actually do? And I want to say before we go any further, I'm using a few documentaries. I never use documentaries for these stories, but there's such a language barrier. And also there's no American news sources that really covered this. So I'm using The Guardian as well as BBC. They covered this case extensively. Like I said, in every other country, this is a very famous case. Okay, look at th- this is the carpoy or whatever, charpoy. That's the bed. Got it. That does not look comfortable. Nope, it does not. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a different world out there. The younger brother, Wassam, actually killed her. And this is his reasoning behind that when he was asked by the press. <laughs> One of the reporters asked, why did you kill her? She was doing videos on Facebook and dishonoring the family's name, the Baloche. That's her last name. She was active on media and Facebook for many years. She was paying for the entire family as well. There were many other issues as well. And they asked which others. The cleric's issue, our house was besieged by the media before it wasn't like that. So basically he confessed right off the bat. The family knew it was Wassam. He's the one that has always had a problem with what she was doing with her life. So they immediately knew that it was him that did this. And he immediately confessed. I'm talking about the next day. They arrested him and he thought that he was going to get the family's blessing because, you know, that's their dad and mom, mm-hmm. the forgiveness and walk free. But he did not. The The wow. mother and the father are still holding true not to forgive and have him in prison, mm-hmm. life imprisonment. The wow. father actually says he wishes death. I bet that's pretty rare, though, right? Like for if it's within the family, they're basically... Picking the daughter over the son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which in that culture and society is probably pretty unheard of. Right. So the law is any man can do that or does it have to be if he has like ownership of the woman? Any man. As long as the family forgives them. And if the family decides to forgive them, say, 10 years into his sentence, they does he get let go? Free, yeah. Walks free. Most other countries have kind of the same rules. Does, like we, we go to Japan. They pretty much have the same rules as us, you know, any of those other countries. But this is more of old school type of stuff. Like you were saying earlier, the villages are separated by tribal influences. Um, so the Boloche within this village, you know, the tribal leader, that's, you know, his last name and it has this tradition and, and he runs a thing like a governor almost. Is there an age limit where this like, like, how do you dis- so say? No, it's pretty cut and dry. If you would dishonor a man and the family forgives you, you can kill him. That's pretty cut and dry. It is no- nothing else to it. Let's go to the village that she grew up in. Shah Sadar Din. 
probably fucked that up, but oh well. Now, if you want to read this, this can kind of give you an idea of what we're dealing with here. This is from the book, A Woman Like Her. I'll put a link on talkmer.com for that book if you want to read it. You will abruptly realize that no women feature in any of the advertisements on the billboards. It is the first time you have seen only men in ads for washing powder. You'll see women on the streets, but never their faces. Hold on one second. Let me interject. Okay, so what she's talking about now is if you go to the big city, Islamabad, it's it's more modern. Girls aren't wearing their full burqas and everything else, right? Mm. Okay. I mean, because but in these small villages, they are. They're completely covered up. You know, they're they're more modern. They're not wearing like short skirts or anything, but you know, they're wearing jeans and maybe a t-shirt. But in these villages, that doesn't happen. You don't see that ever. Okay. But these villages are also very remote. Remember, this one didn't even have electricity. When you're driving through the big city of Islamabad and you're going towards these villages, that's what this first sentence was talking about. You will abruptly notice that the advertisements turn from women hawking shampoo and lotion, all this stuff, to men doing the same thing. Plus, you also notice Mm. there's a lack of women on the street because women can't go out by themselves without a man. They're at the house. Okay, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. A woman can't walk by herself in these villages because that's against the the Quran. That's against their religion. It's interesting because females in our society are used for so many advertisements beyond ones that are female, like Burger King or Bud Light or whatever. It's so much. You would not even in the big cities, you will see that. You'll see she's a social media star, but God, she's like PG. Compared to the people even, over here, even which, her 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 videos yes, and her stuff yes. like that is so oh, very yes. PG. So yes. PG compared to what the Western culture, which is us, do compared to like Jessica Simpson's Burger King commercial. Oh yeah, dude, you would never see that shit over there. I mean, that, that is was a pretty provocative deaf sentence over there. She had a Burger King commercial. Yeah, I remember she had the Whopper, and it was like during the it was at the you don't Daisy remember that, time. and then the sauce drips on her cleavage. Uh uh-uh. uh. It was when the, the Dukes of Hazard movie came out, and she was oh, in the Daisy, she in played Daisy, Daisy Dukes. Dukes. That's right. The burqa fabric falls from a skull cap fitted to the woman's head. A thin funnel rises from this cap. The burqa has no slits for the eyes. The funnel allows air into the burqa so women do not suffocate. You guys know what a burqa is, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so when I was in Afghanistan in those villages, you would not see women unless they were wearing their burqas. And they would never look at you, you know, at least when the man's not looking at them. They would sneer right. at us because we're out there doing pull-ups with our shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a sight to see. <laughs> but I'm they, sure they never have seen something I would more make sure to wear, like, if I, would, I mean, I, I probably shouldn't make this joke. <laughs> they would show us but, their ankles. But, like, <laughs> no, but, like, I, I would make sure I had sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, they didn't. They didn't need them because of the burgas. Yeah, no, but you can see their eyes. No, you though. can't. You can't. No, in, no, no, in, no, no. In a lot of the cultures, it covers their eyes. It covers oh. their eyes. You can't even see their eyes. The eyes are the in, best like, part. In like the modern places, you it only it, you can see it. Oh, but in like not in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The eyes are the best part. Remember the National Geographic. The uh, oh yeah, Jen. Why are the women not given shoes? So they can't go anywhere. Nicole, why would women not have shoes in the village that? Our victim grew up in. I like Jen's answer so that they can't walk around. 
Like okay. they can't go outside their house. You beautiful listeners out there, you most likely think that you don't give your woman shoes so they cannot walk around outside the house, but that's not true. Go oh. ahead. Read the real reason they don't give women shoes over there. When you don't understand, he explains impatiently, if you're not wearing shoes and you walk outside, where will your eyes remain? You'll never look up, never look at any man if you're scared of where your naked foot might fall when you leave your home. Oh. Does it start to make sense now? Yeah, Women I guess that's are, true. I would be yeah. looking and see if I step in dog shit. Over there. Now, we've never heard about it over here, but she was labeled as the Pakistani Kim Kardashian. Oh. She is extremely popular over there. What? Extremely popular. Yeah. As a social media star. A little bit about her childhood. Two sisters, six brothers. One of those brothers will kill her. Mm. Now, her real name is not Kandel Baloch. Her real name is Fozia Azim. And that name change is one of the reasons she lasted so long. Because no one knew who she was. Mm. She actually got the name Candil from one of her boy crushes when she was a child. Okay. She is quoted saying this, quote, Kendel ke matlab ha rashni. Basically, that means Kendel means the light. They actually had a cable TV. Now, this is a very poor family, but they actually got a TV. Once the village did get electricity, they got a, a TV and it had basic channels, a lot of the Bollywood stuff and stuff like that. And she became obsessed with acting and stuff like and singing. She wanted to be a musician. She wanted to be an actor. She wanted to basically do the impossible, which is what I'm trying to preach here, because she came from, there's no way a woman living in this village could ever, 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 ever be as successful as she was. She came from the dirt, the dirt. So to get where she is, is pretty amazing. But anyway, she had that dream of being famous. She just wanted to be famous. She was married off at the age of 17, which is normal over there, to a wife beater. Mm. I was only 17 years old then. My education was not complete. I wanted to do so much. My parents married me off to a backward man. I had our son soon after our marriage, but this man was violent. He would beat me, torture me, burning my neck with cigarettes. These people are so dangerous. They're so dangerous. So that's her life. Oh, my God. And that's anyone's life living in a small village like that. You get married to a man who has three other wives, and then he beats the living shit out of you. She writes in her journal, quote, There is no love marriage. My parents forcibly married me to him. That's it. She comes home from the wedding, weeping, telling her parents that he's taking, you know, these electric shock devices and shocking her with her. She's throwing acid in her face. Quote, he hates me because I'm so beautiful and he is not. I am young and he is not. He hates me. Something is wrong with this man. He wants to kill me. When she was 17, she got pregnant by this man that was 40 years old that she was now married to, she had a child with him. She runs off, just out of the blue, takes off. Which, if you do that, okay, and your man finds you, your legs are getting sliced off, and you're going in the river. So she took a huge, a huge leap of faith to do that. She runs off. She goes into this, like, women's rehabilitation center or whatever. She is adamant that she wants to be a star. She wants to be a movie star and that is in her mind. Dude, this is like so inspirational when you think about it. Because of course it is. Because she mm-hmm. has come from complete bullshit. And this is the power of 
having positive thoughts, man. She knew that she was supposed to be a model. She knew that she was supposed to be an actress. And she did all that shit. Dude, she did way more than anyone else did. She is a trooper. Okay, she actually leaves the whole province altogether with no money whatsoever. She starts modeling, you know, doing these runway shows or whatever, treated like shit and everything else. But she's building her name. Eventually, in 2013, she was on Pakistani Idol, which obviously is like American Idol. Right. But the Pakistan version. Were there other a lot of other females that did the show? Yes. So... Do you know when you watch American Idol, they do the outtakes with people that just suck so uh, bad they don't yes. get on? That's her. Oh. So this is her <gasps> video right here. Now, it's not in English, so I'll translate a little bit, but just kind of hear how she sings. I didn't expect her to be on the bloopers. She's not any good, okay? She's actually really horrible. But that still says how fucking she overcame that shit. So she thought of herself as a model before this. Yeah. So this is this is why this story is so inspirational. Like in her head, her destiny is to become famous, a model and an actress and be known throughout the world. It's kind of like Morgan Freeman. Remember we were watching that show that he did and he kept talking show? about. Yeah, the God show. So Morgan Freeman, and I didn't know this, came from a very small, poor town in Mississippi. And as a black actor in that time, like that didn't happen. But he had in his mind that, okay, this is my destiny. I have to do this. Like, there's no other option for me. This is who I am. And he made it. It's the same with her. I do think it's interesting that for, like, in our society, females who are Instagram stars or whatever might be looked down upon. Yet here, it is... Uh, not to say that we're like we're admiring her for it, but it's a total like it's kind of the only way for yes. her to do something for herself. I'm gonna I'm gonna expand on that right now. Okay, I was gonna do this later, but is very important. She has been compared in the media to Kim Kardashian, and she's not Kim Kardashian at all. She's not famous for being rich. And or a sex did tape. you hear that? Yes, not she's famous not for being famous rich. for being rich. Or a and sex not tape. only that, listen to this because this is. Her downfall right here, but this is what those other people have that she did not. This woman would have her class protection, and it's unlikely that an upper-class woman would be supporting her family from these social media videos. Calling her Pakistan's Kim Kardashian actually just simply obscures more than it illuminates about the context in which Kandil was operating, the manner in which her social media products were consumed, mm. and what led to her ultimate um, demise. What's that girl's name? That's her sister... Kaylee, oh, Kaylee Kylie, Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, whatever. Yeah. So the she mil- was the in billionaire the billionaire thing. Huh? The billionaire. Yeah. For- so she was in the Forbes magazine as being the billionaire came mm-hmm. from nothing. Self. But they didn't. But that's the thing. But that's the problem in America, because we look up to those people like Kim Kardashian who, guess what? She had everything handed to her in well, a fucking spoon. Her father literally defended O.J. Simpson yeah, in it's that like, trial. Like, you're a- already rich. So what she's trying to say here is Kim Kardashian is already rich. So if yeah. she pisses a bunch of people off, no one's going to kill her because she's already in that upper class structure. And that would never happen. Yeah. Okay. She has protection. Okay. Kandel, her her class protection is non-existent. She right. came from the dirt. Literally living in dirt. So like if she was... So if she made something of herself, she is vulnerable. What? And that video is from The Guardian, actually. I used a lot of these documentaries to help me on this story. But what that reporter was saying was 
Everyone calls her the Pakistani Kim Kardashian, but that's not true because Kim Kardashian, she got everything handed to her in a golden diaper. Here you go. Do you want to poop? Don't poop in that freaking pile of sticks. Poop in this gold-plated diaper. All right, here we go. This is her singing. She's doing better than I can. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty bad. But, you know, most people that get on these bloopers, like, that's it for their life. She took this and she ran with it. And she became Amen, famous. Girl. Get she, it. She's, get your take, Let girl. me tell you one thing about Candil. Okay, I'm going to go straight to a, a quote that someone left her. This is from her obituary. Quote, an incredibly fearless Pakistani women's rights campaigner who had zero fucks left to give. She didn't give a fuck what you thought about her, which made her the boss, man. And that's why people loved her. You want to embarrass her on Pakistani Idol? She's going to put that everywhere. She's going to contact every media source and blast her name out. And guess what? After this, she was on half the commercials in Pakistan, advertising whatever. She was on drama TV shows. You know, she was doing these, this, and the other. She was everywhere. This was the Kim Kardashian of Pakistan. Get it, girl. And that's crazy to me that, that the fact that they think that this is bringing shame to the name, like for I mean, and I this is I totally normal. You would see this at, like any American Idol season. Yeah. Here. All right. Here's some comments that she would get. Stuff like, "You're a slut, and I know it." Ugh. Horny bitch. You're happy he's fucked you without a condom. <gasps> Finding a gun. Send me her address. LOL. So that's yeah, what I she would get, get the on perspective her perspective. That um, guys who are sexually deprived like that by their religion are fucked up afterwards um on her twitter page please shoot yourself whenever you can you ugly bitch people like you should go die fucking cunt you have no shame so why are you even wearing this bikini take it off you can earn some more you uneducated bitch you're giving pakistan a bad name your pimp family won't even shoot you your father must be just like you that's probably why he doesn't say anything to you you give the baloch people a bad name shame on your parents this is one of the guys that rallied to get her facebook page taken down his name is verk v-r-i-k or whatever he says quote Report her Facebook page and share this message. We can't see a retard like her <gasps> shaming our nation. Keep sharing this hmm. message and reporting her page. We need to get it banned. And guess what? Facebook banned it, which is bullshit because none of the videos Facebook on there sucks. said anything. They can't handle anything. They they banned it, which I think is fucking horrible because that just keeps you guys more oppressed. Yes, it does. Cheapsters like Kendall Beloch must be brought into the open and insulted and, yes, comma, molested. What? Women like these should be hanged if this country was made and separated on the basis of Islam and the word Beloch should be removed the name of this slut. I mean, they are harsh to that family. Like, it's all about the family Dude, name. This is, this, is what, this is what Kim Kardashian doesn't have to go through. 
Because she would never get stuff like, I'm going to find a gun and come and kill you, well, you fucking now I, cunt. Now but I can also, kind of see, like, so so it's not just her that's getting this, though. It is the family that's saying your name, your father, your mother, on everyone. The, is anyone that's associated with her name is getting but this But she hate. had changed her name for that reason. Right, I know. And then the media leaked it, which I'm going to get to. It really is upsetting. But the majority but, of the comments were like that. And you know what's liberating about this story? What? I'll show you a video where she says... Oh, you think I should die? <laughs> That's funny. And then she signs off that says, fuck off. And guess what? She keeps doing her thing, man. Because she's her. a boss. She is a boss. Not all of the comments were bad. In fact, this is the reason I'm doing this story. Because she did empower women. Because women are a fucking oppressor there. These are the women that you're seeing now that feel empowered because of her. Look what they're doing. You don't do this. You do not dance like that Uh-oh. in oh, Pakistan. No. They're putting this on the social media. They're putting their Whoa! lives in danger. And this is not even that bad. Our uh, social media people over here do way worse. Yeah, not they... way worse. I should say way worse, but they show way more and everything. Well, they do do way worse over here. Don't don't exactly. sugarcoat it. They do. I mean, wow. So she is empowering people video. to get out on social media, even after death. Okay, so she does have this is this is one of her she videos right here. This is probably the most seductive video she has. She's in a pool and she basically comes out with a bikini on. That's it. That's like it. You don't even see anything else. She literally didn't she even do anything. You see her eyes. So these are some of her photos right here. She was beautiful. Very. Wow, very beautiful eyes. You know, to be a 17-year-old Married off to a 50-year-old man that beat her and burned her with cigarettes, got her pregnant, and then... What happened took... to her son? There was no mention of her son earlier until that... Because she because she goes to the Women's Rehabilitation Center, basically like a camp that it's like for women getting beat. The husband came to her and said, you will give me... You will basically give up your life rights to see your baby, your son... Or I'll kill you, basically. And she agreed to that. So, so, okay, so she was married to this guy by, by she was married off to him. And then he, she bore him a son and he didn't want anything to do with the son. Was it because he already had multiple other wives or? Oh, I don't know. I didn't dive into mm. that. He Apparently he told the media that he never beat her and stuff. But come on. Well, of course he told kidding? her that. I mean. Yeah, I mean, he beat the shit out of her. This hurts my heart. Yeah. Being a woman and being in a society where I know I get paid less than a man to do my same job, you know, like it still impacts like there we do, we do not have an equal society regardless of whether you're in Pakistan or whether you're in the United States. Her just trying to be herself and for her to try to provide for her own family. That's a noble thing. Yeah. And that is something that a man would do and would be able to do in every other country and in every other society. Oh, yeah. Well, if you flip the script and the brother is the one that's making Instagram videos and being a male model and showing off his abs and like tilting his sunglasses and showing off his eyes, he would get rewarded for it. It wouldn't even be a question. Praise. You know, they would probably be living out in a a mansion on the hills because it's a male over there. And they would obviously be paid more. Right. If it was the brother who is the social media star, this just wouldn't be an issue. Well, it wouldn't be an issue because exactly. he's a man. But he let this go. Let this go on. He 
allow this to go on, if you will, for years. And only did it come a problem when her identity, her real identity, was posted by a local media source. That's when it became a problem because now all of his friends are like, let me see your whore sister, you know, shake her belly or whatever. So he didn't care about it when she was going under the alias. But I want to say this is not a jealousy thing. This is a religious this is a random guy commenting on In a mo- you her murder. Modern. It should be banned from Facebook because it's totally against our norms and regulations of Pakistan. I think the, it's uh, for our adults and the teenagers. It's uh, generalizing them towards the wrong uh-huh. direction. See, Tell me the last time you jerked off, asshole. Well, that's the thing. And there's a lot of this story I'm not going to get to because we're already running late. But let me just touch on it a little bit. There was a cleric. This is basically when it started to go downhill for her. There was a cleric, which is a religious leader in the Islam community. Okay. At this point, Candil is on every talk show. And not only that, but the talk show hosts, even the talk show hosts, are calling her a whore. And why are you doing this? And a real Pakistani woman would never expose herself like this. And all this stuff. Because this is our culture. Even the talk show hosts are berating her. They would constantly bring on these clerics and these imams to to get Allah's word about what she's doing is wrong. It was like they're trying to convert her right there on these talk show hosts. It was fucking awful. Okay? They're like, Allah says that you can't do this shit, yada, 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 whatever. So they were condemning her while oogling at her for providing ratings for their television shows. Mm. Well, not only that, but there was this cleric, and he is one of the most popular clerics so his name is Muf- Mufti Abdul Kavi. Kavi. He's a cleric from Mutan. He is part of Pakistan's religious council, and he overshadows the moon sighting. Now, the moon, yes, the moon that travels around the earth. I know it's weird, but something to do with every time they see a telescope out when they see the moon shadow, then Eid starts. You know the, where they fast. Oh. I don't know one of those. Anyway, they're on this talk show. And I'll link the link on Talk Murder, where they're discussing back and forth, and he's telling her, well, the the Quran says that women should be covered up, and they should take care of their man, and they should never leave the house, yada, yada, yada. And she's basically like, fuck that, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, fuck you know, that. Like, I'm my own person. I'm a bad bitch, non-committal. Okay, so here's what happened. Before they sign off, because she's really confident about it. She's like, you know what? Whatever, man. I don't give a fuck what y'all think. Fuck you, motherfuckers. You want to hold me down, bitches? Like, she's Try like... Try to hold me down, but, but you're holding me back. back. And that's a sound. I, I mean, mean I'm calling, calling you back. back. Woo! He actually gets her number from the TV producers, and he calls her up. Now, this is a cleric for the high Islam court religion community mm. like he's up there man he's like a, a below a pope or whatever the fuck a cardinal whatever no one really knows what happens but they end up in a hotel room together on june 20th 2016 and this guy ain't supposed to be doing that uh-uh and, and she ain't supposed to be idiot. doing that either but she posts some very scandalous videos of her doing selfies with this religious leader Uh and i'm gonna put some pictures on here for you guys this is in the hotel room this is the cleric right here i won't post anything like that online she says but she's filming he asked her what cigarettes that's him in the background they're in a hotel room by themselves now this should never happen look she's doing selfies with them got a selfie stick 
But he knows she's filming. He's talking to someone that's not her. Look at that. Oh, that's a big no-no. Yeah. Yeah. So he knows. That's a big like, no-no. This guy is a fucking sleazebag. In fact, let me... Oh, they all fucking are. Yeah. What I'm showing you now is from BBC Stories. The journalist goes and visits the cleric. Now, he's been fired from his position after all this came out. Oh. Now, I do want to say, you remember I said earlier there was four people involved in the murder. Yep. One of the relatives of this guy, this cleric, was one of the ones involved in the murder. The cleric that was fired from his position after these selfies came out, the reporter interviewed him to try to get a sense of who was right and who was wrong. And that she'd been made an example of. His tone hmm. was threatening. He says they should remember what happened to Candell. Basically, oh like, don't fuck with... And yet he was one he of the guys that was, like, her. chilling with her? Yeah, he's the one in the hotel room, fucking... With his hat on her? Yeah, hat on her head, probably spanking that ass, all kinds hypocrite. of shit. Listen yeah. to this. He wasn't exactly upset that she'd been made an example of. Mm. His tone was threatening. He was adamant that he was innocent and that Kandil's death was an act of God. Listen to this. He made me shudder. I went inside his house to pray and he tried to touch <gasps> me like he's like he's touching my face and I'm just like, what the? And with whatever intent, he was being absolutely sleazy and it was completely uncalled for. There was just no reason for him to come this close and touch me for whatever reason. I'm sure that in that culture, even touching, she no. when she said he tried to touch me here, but she pointed to her face. But I'm sure that in that culture, that's totally uncalled for because yeah, that, because you don't, no, you don't do that. No, not to a female who you like fucking idolize and you tell them to cover your entire face, including your eyes. Yeah, no, like okay. I'm still not okay with that. I got to get through two more things really quick. In March of 2016, she uploads a video that says that. If the Pakistani cricket team wins an upcoming match against India, she'll do a strip tease. Whoa, that's scandalous. Was she trying to motivate them? Or yeah, just... she was trying to motivate them. I mean, like, I can't this say is, that I wouldn't do the same. This is her. I wouldn't. No one wants to see that. This is the worst video that she has done. Worst? Yes, this is all you're worst ever going to see of her. She's never done anything nude or whatever. Trust me, I looked. For the story. <gasps> I love this song. Yeah. So she's basically dancing in a green bikini. And for you uh, three guys that are listening to this, go to talkmore.com. I'll put this bikini Wait, up there. what is she doing this for? The hockey team. She says I would, do this for, I would do this to keep Tom Brady in New England, but too late. He wrote a letter. Ock. She Yeah, she basically does this for the cricket team, saying if you... Win the upcoming match with India, I'll do a full strip tease, but they lose. One commenter says, quote, before you post these sort of videos, think about your religion and your family. This is too much. Another one says, quote, please shoot her whenever you find her. Another commenter wrote, quote, you slut. If you love getting naked, why don't you go sit in a brothel? And a female Facebook user wrote, quote, have some shame. I don't know what kind of family you come from. Are they so dishonorable? So that was one of the the big reasons there. Another one I'm going to gloss over really quick is Valentine's Day. One of the imams put out that Valentine's Day is a Western practice and should be banned in Islam. And as soon as 
they put that out. Kendall made a video about it where she's lying on the bed in a low cut dress saying happy Valentine's Day. Mm. She says, quote, they can stop people to go out in broken in broken English. She says that, but they can't stop people to love no matter what they do. They can't stop people from loving. Let me talk about the death really quick. From what we know right now, the brother is still in prison. He'll be there for the rest of his life. Good fucking riddance. After her death, the majority of the population, quote, expressed happiness that Kandel had been punished for behaving the way she did. The book says, quote, whether we loved, loathed, or ignored her, it was difficult to turn away from the image of her shrouded remains, her hands and feet covered in henna by her mother. A ritual from Shah Shadar Din, the village she was born then buried in. One obituary says, quote, a woman who gave a voice to a generation of Pakistani women. After her brother murdered her, he takes 200,000 rupees from her and other jewelry from his own sister. Her killing and her killing alone, from what we know, which may not be upheld, but it is changed into Pakistani law. Completely changed the law on honor killing. Following Kandil's murder, the Pakistani parliament unanimously passed legislations against the killing. A new law states that there could be no family forgiveness. If you do an honor killing, you're in prison for life, wow. no matter what. That's good. So there's no such thing as an honor killing anymore. No, well, there is. If but you, you just to, Nicole, spend the rest of your life in jail? If you want to read this, this is from an associate professor at Lahore University. But killings of people who violate certain patriarchal codes have continued at the same rate, said Nita Kermani, associate professor of sociology at Lahore University. Honor crimes are committed as a way of policing or disciplining women, girls, men, and boys who are seen to be violating these rules, Kermani explained. Kadir Nasib is one of the many journalists who now rarely cover honor-killing stories. I have been threatened by influential people and tribal heads while reporting. No matter how much of one highlights this menace, the government rarely arrests and punish the culprits. The disturbing part is that all the killers I interviewed never felt guilty. Well, anyway, that's my story and I'm selfie-sticking to it. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button whatever podcasting app you use. If you like this story, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our selfie queen, go to talkmer.com slash join. Become a Talko Supremo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research it, dedicate it to you on the Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is John. Here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time... Good night, you lovely, lovely people. The word that they use, the Indian word that they use is azat, I-Z-Z-A-T. Is it? Is it? I'm glad I fucking fucking did that. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I'm glad I fucking did that thing. (laughs) That sounds like an idiot. He wants us to queef into the mic. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I was thinking about the way I could say that, too. So there you go. I'm literally going to open the episode up with that. He wants us to queef into the mic. (laughs) Uh, Hey, welcome. (laughs) Really? 
It was that movie. You never saw that movie with no. Josh Hartnett from like, it's like the late 90s, early 2000s. 40 days and 40 nights, he gives up sex for Oh, Lent. good for him. I've given up sex for 28 Kinda, years. No, because he jerks off with a feather. What? Yeah, that. he does. Yeah. yeah. But that was part of it. He wasn't supposed to jerk off either. Oh, so he failed. So a, fe- a bird's feather jerks him off and then that's fine. <laughs> he he, could, he couldn't anything but he was too sensitive <laughs> a feather touched his wiener and he blew a load he's like he the vampire at Dusseldorf uh, yeah, and then yeah. I ejaculated <laughs> he uh. went he... <laughs> sorry go ahead 